You're listening to Board Game Bitch. I'm your host, Victoria Fraser, and we're going to talk about all things board games. Let's get started. Welcome to the show again. I'm your host, Victoria. You know me. We go back like seven whole episodes now. (laughs) This is my lovely guest, Casey. Say hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. Good job. (laughs) How are you doing today? Good. I didn't get sunstroke today. It was very sunny. It was very hot. I was in the sun for like five minutes getting some cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Just left some milk outside 10 minutes ago and then we're like, oh, better go and get it. (laughs) I better go pick up my cheese. Uh, (laughs) Please excuse the lovely dishes in the background. If you can hear that, I'm not sure. That is my roommate eating his food. So yes, today we're going to be talking about an awesome game that I had never played until Casey introduced to me called Hive. I really like this one, and it's a good two-player game, so it's the first two-player game I'm actually doing on the show, which is awesome, because I like two-player games, and I think that they are underrated sometimes. I think there needs to be more good two-player games. I don't know. I can go on a rant, but I won't. Anyways, (laughs) so, (laughs) Hive was designed by John Yanni and published by Gen42 Games. It came out in 2001, so it's actually been around quite a while. Gen 42 is his company, so it's pretty small. He made it himself, and I think Hive is pretty much their main game that they've designed. I had never really heard of them. And one thing I will admit, it does not have a board, but it is still a board game, I would say, because, you know, you're laying pieces down. It's basically a board game. It's great for when you are bored. Exactly. That's all board games. <laughs> Some of the mechanics in it is, first of all, it's two-player who went over. That's pretty good. First time doing that. Uh, it is a tile-based game. So the tiles are placed on your turn. Instead of the tiles being uh, immobile, though, this game is a bit different because, you know, like with Carcassonne or Metro and other various tile-laying games, you're placing the tiles and they stay there. In this game, the tiles are bugs and they can move. They have so many legs. Because bugs move. <laughs> They do have a lot of legs. And the other really cool mechanic that I wanted to discuss is area enclosure, which I had never really thought about as a mechanic, but it exists. And it's actually also kind of based on another game called Go or Weichi. I think I'm saying that wrong, but I tried. I Googled it. But yeah, (laughs) I don't speak Chinese. I'm sorry. Anyways, so the goal with area enclosure is that you are trying to surround another player's pieces with with your pieces. As you can hear, Casey is playing the game while I'm talking. Jeez, come on. I mean, they're fun to stack, too. So there's a one-player version where you just stack tiles on things and don't play the game. (laughs) But it's fun. The one-player version looks really fun over there. You look like you're enjoying it. So yeah, basically you are, like the game is called Hive, kind of implies... You've got a bunch of bugs in the hive, and you're kind of trying to attack the other person's bugs with your bugs. That makes sense. Pretty simple premise, right? Anyway, how did you get introduced to the game? I know I got it through you, basically. Well, uh, I have a friend, Kevin, who plays a lot of games. Plays a lot of games with roommates and stuff like that. And uh, he was like, do you want to play a quick two-player game to get warmed up? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. What do you got? He's like, do you like bugs? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I like bugs. He's weird, so I fully expect him to pull out like a pile of bugs, but he pulled out this. And I was like, but just so you know, we play with different rules than in the rule book. And I'm like, oh, okay, lay them on me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was really fun, nice. nice, quick games, and really liked it. So picked up two copies of it by now. Nice. I do not have a copy. One day. One day. Maybe I'll just go collect some bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Trap them in resin. That could be pretty cool, actually. That would, I'm sure somebody's done it, though. Like, for sure. 
This is a little bit about the game. If you're wondering how to play, it's not overly complicated. It is a very simple kind of strategy game like chess. You start out with 11 buggy bugs. You get to play as a bug or you can move a bug on your turn. It's kind of the action that you do. Uh, the goal is that you cover one person's bug with your bugs, or rather their queen bee. That that specific bug, not just all their bugs. That would be very hard to do. <laughs> and there's a couple other rules. You know, you have to put the queen down by a fourth turn. All the bugs have different kind of movements. So there is the ants, which move everywhere. The grasshopper is another piece that jumps in, in straight lines. Pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. The bee herself, she moves one. The beetles, they move... Two per turn. Uh, no, three. Base rules, they move one space, but See, they can move on top me. of the hive. And when they're on top, they capture it. So, Yes, beetles climb over things. That makes sense. Spiders have three movement. I know what I'm saying. Yeah, they're stupid. And, and mosquitoes copy things. Ladybugs do stuff, but uh, the ladybug and the mosquito are like bonus things. And we'll get into why I'm confused by the rules at the end, because we play slightly different rules because of your lovely friend, Kevin, who's ruined it for all of us. cooler. They're much better. I like the rules that you taught me. Anyways, that's the base game of how the rules work. Basically, just you put tiles onto the quote-unquote board, which is just the table, until someone wins. And it can be a five-minute game. It could be like a 20-minute game. So it's kind of a range, but it's pretty short, which is nice. All right, so now that I've covered how the game works, mechanics, what it is, you've thrown the rules on the table. <laughs> we could talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff. So first, why I love this game. And I hope why you love this game. I hope you have opinions. You've taught it to me. Because <laughs> the pieces look delicious. They do look delicious. But first of all, the theme I think is great. The bugs are so cute. You know, they're pretty good quality too. It comes in a nice little bag. This is the small version, right? Yeah, yeah. this is the travel size. Yeah, the travel size is very nice. Very high quality, even for a travel size. And like the hexagon shape, you know, that fits with the whole hive theme. So I think it's good. I think the actual design of the pieces fit with the theme of the game and like the manner of play very well, which I always like that. I feel like when game mechanics don't have any relation to the theme, I get a little bit disappointed because that could just be anything. So 10 out of 10. Great theme. Good mechanics. La-di-da. And the hexagons. And the hexagons are the bestagons. And everybody loves hexagons. Such a good shape. Right? <laughs> I also really like transportability. I guess this is the travel version, and I don't think I've actually played the original one. Is that one as big? It's bigger, yeah, because yeah. these are like centimeter to two centimeters wide, and then the larger version, they're a lot thicker, they're a lot mm. heavier. Like, if you crack someone on the side of the head with like the proper <laughs> version, they're probably going down. This one, it's just going to annoy them. Okay, good. So if you need a weapon, buy the full size version. <laughs> if you don't need a weapon, buy the smaller version. Now we know. Clack, clack. In general, I would say transportability is very transportable. So, th- But it has all the same pieces, so it's like not different in any way. It's just the size, so that's good. And also, it's a very fast, short game. Like It really only takes 15, 20 minutes to play. Yeah, you don't need to set up anything. Just a flat surface. Oh, yeah. I love when you can just like, here's the game, let's play. Like, let's go. No time. Any other reasons you have that you like just love it off the top of your head? Okay, so the theming is so cool because I take this going hiking and traveling a lot. So it's really fun to pull a bag of bugs out of your bag when you're out in the woods and just like, hey, look, it's a stump. Let's put some bugs on it. That's cute. So it's it's nice and chill and you get to use your brain a little bit. Yeah, it'd be good for hiking because it's not the kind of thing that's going to get damaged. Like if you spill anything on it, they're all plastic. The rules might get a little wet, but who cares? We don't even need them. We made up our own. It's fine. Exactly. So, yeah, no, there you go. There's another reason. It's resistant to alcohol, which is important around me. I spill a lot of things. I spilled beer on my laptop last week. It was a very upsetting day. 
I had to learn how to clean a laptop keyboard. It was very tricky, but I did it. Looks really nice. It's so clean now. <laughs> <laughs> the only reasons that I might find myself wanting a little more from this game is really, it's just kind of short, so it is a very simple game. It doesn't take very long. And I kind of want more bugs. I want to be in a bug zoo. I want a praying mantis. I want more bees. I want all the bugs. I know that it would last forever because you'd have so many bugs to play with, but it'd be really cool. Imagine like a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. Like you play the caterpillar, but then halfway through after like three turns, it turns into a butterfly and has like new powers. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't think the person who made this game is ever going to listen to this podcast, but if you do, that is you're welcome to do that. Make a butterfly caterpillar expansion. Yeah. John Yanni, we expect royalties. Please, John. Please. the other critiques of this game and this is really the base game and like the normal way of playing is that the spiders suck spiders do suck so they should actually not suck because you know what i mean this is getting confusing spiders are awesome spiders are very cool even though i don't love them they're badass and they should be more deadly the suck joke again with the the drains yes exactly yes because spiders take you know stuff to make the insides of other bugs goo and then they slurp it out so I was trying to say spiders suck, but I meant in a bad way in this case, as opposed to the normal way. <laughs> bad, dumb jokes. So that's kind of, I would say, some of the, the rules and the, like, the original rules. Having read them, I just don't even think I would be entertained enough to play them that way. It's so slow and boring. Yeah, I can't imagine. I don't think it would be nearly as fun. Which introduces a new segment, which I have never done before. Special house rules that you can use to make this game way better. Casey, right. would you like to do the honors? Okay, so first you need a whole bunch of LEDs. You <laughs> drum load each of the tiles and you put LEDs in them and then dip them in Kenine with a black... No, no, no. Um, I have a headache. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the Kenine, that's it why. Is, it is the Kenine and the tonic water that we were drinking. So the spiders are really boring since they just move three spaces and ants move everywhere. So spiders are worse ants, and that's a disservice to how amazing spiders are. It really is. So it's shameful. <laughs> shame, shame, John. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin liked the mechanics for the beetle, how he could climb on the hive and limit it. But also the beetle, he only moves one square and only moves one thing. So like, it's really slow movement. So what they did was change it around a bit. So spiders can climb on top of the hive, and they can move up to three tiles on top. When a spider is on top of another tile, that whole stack becomes your color. But then, you know, what if somebody's really messing you up by putting Mm. spiders everywhere? Screw it. Throw your spider at them and kill their spider. Spiders on top of spiders. War. We got PvP in our hex-based tile game now. It's pretty crazy. I really love it. I can't imagine playing without the spiders killing each other, because it's just just great. And you know, the spiders spin a web, so the spiders trapping things makes so much sense. And then the shoving with the beetles, of course, because they shove things all the time. Like, dung beetles literally just, that's the meaning in life, is to roll a piece of shit across <laughs> the world. Like, come on, you think you can't shove a couple of other bugs out of his way? Don't right. really can. Yeah, so like, yeah, for the beetles... Instead of just moving one space, we have them pushing or pulling other pieces. And recently, we've been experimenting. With we some we weird made stuff. a new a new rule today. Actually, they can push extra pieces. Yes, it was very exciting. He shoves two bugs now because he's so strong. He's Don't. OP. <laughs> the first time it was used was against its creator and uh, <sighs> kind of cinched the wind. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. There are some bonus rules for you guys to play if you play this game. To make it a little more fun and a little better. I do think that those make it better, though. Um, personally. I, your ladybug. 
I also made a very special rule today, which was with the ladybugs. And they kind of have a boring basic rule. I don't even remember what the basic rules are for the they ladybug. They move two on top, and then they have to land on the ground. Oh, that's sad. That's not fun. Right. So instead, <laughs> the ladybug... <laughs> you Okay, this is crazy. This is honestly kind of game-breaking. We haven't played it that much to know how breaking it is. But it, it extends the game for sure. Sure did. Your bee is secretly a ladybug, is what it is. In so a cute suit. In, at one point, your bee can be swapped out with a ladybug, and you can... Play, and then you have to place the bee the next turn. So the idea is that a ladybug is disguised as the bee, so it's like a decoy. And then she <laughs> takes off the bee suit, and then, oh no, it's not the bee. And then the real queen bee comes in later, basically, is the story behind it. <laughs> which is hilarious. Subscribe to our fanfic. Yes. <laughs> so that's another fun rule. If you have any fun rules that you've made, I would love to hear it. That sounds awesome. I don't know. There's got to be a better way for the ladybugs. Like, her current role is very boring. Yeah, she just flies a little bit over top, then lands. And since, like, if you're playing with base rules, they can be reasonable because she fills a niche of going over top more than just one. Mm. Like, the closest mm-hmm. is the beetle. Yeah. But with spiders being what they are, she's just lackluster. Yes, she needs more oomph. I want my bugs overpowered. <laughs> the, uh, the last expansion, the pill bug, mm. is basically beetles. Oh. Yeah, I it, see. it rolls them over top or around the beetle. I see. Interesting. As a pill bug, so. Me. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I should segue into the next section. The next and final section of the show, you know it, it's the strategies, how to win. So, uh, there are two concepts that I did actually take from one of my favorite board game blogs, which is startyourmeeples.com. Thanks to them, because they have a really interesting strategy guide that had kind of like. They had a much more in-depth one. I like the specific bugs to use, which I didn't really go into. I just liked their concepts that they kind of brought up. So concept number one that they mentioned with strategies is the sacrificial bug, which is basically the first bugs that you place at the very start of the game, 90% of the time will remain static. So they don't really move because when the hive gets kind of bigger, you know, you can't break it. It's part of the rules. So in general, a couple of your early bugs will get stuck where they are. And so if you're going to put, you know, a spider down, which in our version, the spider is very cool, that might be a waste. Maybe you should put a grasshopper or something kind of lame. The other thing is the queen bee and movement. So it's suggesting to hold her back until one of your later placements? Yeah. As opposed to the very first or second? Yeah. Basically, the other thing is just the queen bee shouldn't be placed first because she will then be stuck which kind of relates to the first concept of your first bugs don't really get to move that much and also she's closer to your enemy which is also not good because you want to keep her away so that's a pretty self-explanatory concept but i'm just you know i'm putting out the strategies if you've never played this is some stuff you should know so you're a little bit better than the person you're going up against because i lost the first like five times that i played it's true so you shouldn't be like me (laughs) <laughs> there's like there's a couple strategies that i use like right away you can either go super aggressive and rush the other person like when i suddenly move an ant to try to lock down your queen almost immediately mm-hmm. it's just try to actually lock down the bee because too often you were moving pieces and i was able to skirt my bee around and then you have like four pieces in a row that are just True. doing nothing it's very sad. I kept losing pieces to that, which is actually one of the strategies that I kind of read on other some like Reddit threads and stuff, which is to pin your opponents and trap their pieces, which you are too good at. It is a problem. <laughs> it wasn't until like the second or the third time we played that I started to realize what was happening. I was like, this is not a quit. Yeah, you like stack a line of your pieces out because when you place them, it can only be a touching your own. So then you make like a row of placed pieces being like, oh, yeah, these boys are going to run over. 
place all is going to be great. Then someone flies an ant to the end of it, and now you can't move your pieces. Now everything is stuck forever. Yeah, you can't break the hive apart. It always mm-hmm. has to all be connected. Exactly. And as cool as it'd be to have a bunch of free-flowing bugs in space. It doesn't. Yeah. Not so good. Maybe a different game would have different theming for that. Probably. Oh, space bugs. <laughs> I want to play that game for sure. Radioactive, crazy things happening. Oh my goodness. Basically Starship Troopers. Yeah, I don't want to fight those space bugs. <laughs> that's a different game. That's that's a bit, that's just a first-person shooter. That's no fun. We're going to launch an asteroid at your side of the field? How do we do that? Oh, just shake the table. <laughs> We're like... You can just read, you, like, you read the minds of, you have to tell the other person what your next turn is so that they have a move before, like, they can read, you know? Yeah, yeah, the brain bugs. Yeah, you pop out a boba tea straw and bop it in their forehead. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right, so that was, that was a, a fun tangent. Some other strategies are to reduce your movement in the beginning, or really kind of depends on what your opponents are doing. But basically, you know, when you move, you don't get to put as many bugs on the board. So if you're moving a lot, you're not putting any bugs. It's really about balance, you know? And then the opposite, some people were saying, you know, save some pieces for the end. So don't put out all your bugs because then, especially if they're getting trapped and stuff, you should kind of like be aware because um, then you'll have no backup and then you could just have no ability to move any bugs at all. And now you've got all these bugs out and then no way to save yourself. Yeah. Um, it's like when I go that super aggressive strategy, it's all about place, then move right away. Yeah. But otherwise you can sit there and kind of build up and mm-hmm. make sure that your bee can move safely around them before you start throwing ants everywhere. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, have fun. <laughs> it's a board game. I should have said that <laughs> like I was having fun. I don't know what I, my voice got really high. <laughs> but yeah, you know, don't be afraid. Oh my God. <laughs> to clump together or to like do whatever you want. Because like, you know, you don't have to play predictably doing all the same strategies because that's when the funnest stuff happens. For example, we just played and Casey killed both of us. And that was fun. It was very Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> we died. It was great. Mutually they're gonna make destruction. A, they're going to make a movie, strategy. a play about it. It's going to be a cultural pop reference forever. Just these two kissing. I told him my bee had a crush on his bee. It was great. <laughs> and then they both died. Okay, that's basically it. This is actually going to be a pretty short episode because it's really not a very long game, so I don't have a whole ton to say. I could have gone more in-depth with the strategies, but I don't know. I feel like I wanted to focus on the house rules and, like, just talk about the game and have fun talking to you. (laughs) I don't know. It's fun. And it's really cool just to throw it down between two people, especially if you don't know any previous strategies or anything like that, Mm -hmm. and just figure it out and see how it goes. Because it's unlike a lot of other things, yet it's so symmetrical. It's You can use other strategies and stuff, but it's just, oh, man, you figured out a cool strat. I'm going to copy that forever now and screw you with it. Oh. Yeah, I definitely thought of some some newer things today while watching you play. I was like, hmm, if I put the spider there, then I can go and place a tile next to my spider because that tile's my tile now. Every time I play, like, I learn something new, which I've obviously not played this that many times yet. <laughs> I'll be honest, okay? I've played a lot more of the other games that were reviewed, which is probably why this episode is just so short. <laughs> it's also a quick, like, micro game, which I love micro games that are just, like, a good in-between to play or just something to take when you're on, like, a ferry. And you can play with a stranger, you can play with friends, like, whatever. Just, you're like, hey, I want to do this thing. It's really easy to play, so even if someone has no idea, it's not that hard. I think it is only like three plus. I can't imagine playing with a four-year-old. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's super easy. I mean, as long as they don't swallow the pieces. Yes. And uh, with it being waterproof, COVID safe. Sanitize <gasps> oh, those bad boys after. Nice. The perfect, almost the perfect COVID game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I give you bugs? What? <laughs> Ew. Bugs. Bugs. <laughs> Anyways, that's everything. 
All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to follow me on all of the social medias. I got Facebook. I got Twitter. I got Instagram. You can search Board Game Bitch or Board Game BTCH because sometimes I am censored. <laughs> yeah, fun stories, right? So sad. Uh, if you also want to support the show, you can leave a review on iTunes or Podchaser. Costs you nothing, and it makes my life a little better. So hey, why not, right? That's it, and have a good one. Happy gaming. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.